0: Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast series, SAP's podcast series about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode we'll talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host Carsten Hohage, and in this episode I'm going to talk to Slim Trabelsi about Credential Digger. Welcome Slim, nice to have you here.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: All right. Uh, let's see, who is Slim? Slim is a security research expert inventing new cyber security tools and solutions to protect SAP and our customers, of course. He joined SAP about 15 years ago as a privacy and data protection expert, so you stay true to your subject, I guess. Uh, and then you pivoted uh, your interest to cybersecurity and threat intelligence. Uh, currently, Slim's working on several projects on data leak prevention. And he lives and works on the French Riviera. That sounds very nice.
1: Yeah, indeed, yeah, am. I'm, uh, so... French Riviera, it's a very nice place to live and also to work uh, because they have the possibility uh, just after working, uh, leaving the lab, uh, going for diving, doing kayak, running, uh, cycling and many outdoor activities. We are quite lucky to to have uh, uh, an SAP labs here uh, in the south of France.
0: That almost sounds stressful in the work life balance if you have the option of kayaking and everything all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's a good place to work and to live.
0: All right. Let's uh, maybe look at it as a place to work. Uh, What kind of SAP organization is that that's located in such a beautiful area?
1: Okay, so we have a SAP Labs so the, um, that is called SAP Labs France. So SAP Labs France is divided in three locations in France. One in Mougins, the biggest one, a small one in Paris and small one in, in, in Caen in Normandy. But here we have mainly um, support and development teams. Uh, and also we have a big security research team, which I belong to. And also very new team that is e-mobility team, uh, that is managing uh, electric car uh, charging charging stations and so on and SAP Labs france is the first 100% uh, electric car location at the sap worldwide
0: all right i guess i think france is ahead of germany as far as that's concerned anyway Indeed, yeah. We, ha- we, we reached the, the highest number of charging stations in Europe, very recently. Nice, okay. So, I wouldn't have to worry on my way to Spain uh, or to southern France uh, not to find a charging station. Good yeah. to know. I'll keep that in mind. But let's now maybe look at uh, the credentials issue that we want to talk about today. And I think rumor has it that there was a time some people say and they probably exaggerated a little bit uh, when you knew everyone's password at SAP. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, it's a bit exaggerated but yeah, there was something there may be a bit of context. So um, a few years ago, there was a big data leak that happened to linkedin uh, where um, a lot of passwords and accounts were leaked including emails and passwords so uh, and of course linkedin is a professional social network and among these emails there are some sap email addresses and of course there are some passwords related to this at that time we found an archive containing all these passwords we were looking for something else on the dark web we were looking for zero days attacks against sap we found all these archives and we decided to crawl the dark web in order to get more and more Uh, passwords related to this. And we discovered at that time that there was a lot of um, platforms that were sharing still stolen and leaked passwords. So we decided with the team to focus on this and to really create some tools that are collecting all these uh, uh, leaked passwords, especially related to SAP directly or indirectly. And there was indeed a joke in the lab here. So if someone forgets his password, he has the possibility to come to me and then I will remind him his password.
0: Okay. Maybe I'll add a little bit to that uh, just to remind everyone what you said in the very beginning. Um, that was a LinkedIn leak. Yeah. So exactly. that was. Password and user pairs where SAP addresses, email addresses were used for the logon to LinkedIn. So this was not credentials for SAP systems uh, or anything like not internal systems or whatever, uh, but simply an occurrence of SAP somewhere in public web offerings uh, where the password was leaked, right? Exactly. This can happen
1: to any uh, any person, any company, anyone who is creating um, an account on a website that is at some point of time leaked. Uh, And now, just uh, this happened a few years ago, I think about uh, five to six years ago. At that time, there were very few tools um, looking for all this leaked password. Now, uh, all the companies, including SAP, they run um, uh, several monitors and tools in order to prevent and alert uh, in in case of leaks like this.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Before we actually come to Credential Digger, that, I guess, got triggered then more or less. Uh, You mentioned one thing, I don't know, maybe everyone else knows, but I'll ask you, what's a zero-day attack again?
1: A zero-day attack or vulnerability, uh, it's um, when we have a a vulnerability that was not yet known by the software developer, uh, that someone uh, identifies and decides to uh, exploit Uh, instead of alerting in order to fix. So, zero days when the vulnerability was not known, but exploited before any patch or any fix for this.
0: Okay, so that doesn't specify anything technical, but rather says uh, this is the first time the vulnerability comes to light, and unfortunately, someone who is not from the light, but from the dark side has discovered it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so all this, then, in the end, led to the Credential Digger project, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, at that time when we discovered all this uh, password leak, we decided to create a tool that is monitoring and alerting SAP about this. Um, It was a preventive tool that is crawling a lot of sources starting from the dark web, but not only dark web, we were also uh, looking for uh, hacking forums and so on. And among all these sources, there was uh, one specific source that was a bit, uh, I would say interesting for us, that was GitHub. So GitHub is a platform initially designed for open source sharing, and uh, where there was a lot of source code coming from sap that's totally normal because sap has open source and there are a lot of employees uh, from sap using this platform and we observed at that time that there was some passwords that were hard-coded in the source code And uh, since my job was to innovate and create new tools, especially protecting our open source organization, I decided to work on a tool that is detecting these passwords and then alerting the developer uh, in order to fix the issue before publishing it to the public GitHub and to help the open source uh, organization of SAP to push only clean source code. And um, at that time, there was very few code scanners that that were uh, focusing on all these secrets. So I, when I say secrets, it's something like a password that should not be hard-coded in a source code. Uh, there were very few of them. And most of these password detectors or, or scanners were not able to detect non-structured passwords. So we decided to respond to this, to train uh, a machine learning model. We had a lot of expertise in training machine learning models, but we decided to train a machine learning model only dedicated to recognize passwords. It was the first time uh, that a tool is using machine learning uh, in order to recognize passwords. And we integrated this to um, a scanner uh, and this scanner is called credential digger. Uh, And uh, at that time, it was the unique, dedicated scanner for secrets that was able to detect non-structured tokens like passwords.
0: Okay, so I take it now, does Credential Digger mostly scan code on GitHub for hard-coded passwords? Or does it also do... What we talked about before with the archives of LinkedIn passwords, does it also scan uh, like dark web sources or something uh, if there are lists somewhere? Or 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 what else does it do in detail?
1: Uh, uh, Credential Digger was uh, designed uh, mainly to scan for code, but we had a lot of requests coming from our colleagues, coming from customers to extend the scope. Uh, So currently, Credential Digger is able to scan uh, any uh, data source that contains a password. This means that any file uh, with a text-readable content that could contain a password can be scanned by Credential Digger. So we can scan um, uh, file systems, we can scan wiki pages, we can scan uh, documents, web pages, and so on and so forth. Even if... The main usage of Credential Digger uh, is still to scan um, uh, Git uh, repository and and source code. But as I said, we can do many other things uh, related to this.
0: Okay. And I I just assume that, I mean, this issue was probably not completely new at the time. Uh, Was there like no tools like that before? Or what's the difference about Credential Digger?
1: Yeah, so as I was mentioning, in fact, with Credential Digger, we decided to really um, create a new paradigm in in the way how we are scanning. Uh, In fact, as I was mentioning, the other tools are using regular expressions. A regular expression Um, is very useful in order to identify something that has a specific structure, uh, like a standard, like an AWS key from uh, uh, Amazon. We know that an AWS key has a specific string at the beginning, a specific length and so on. But now, It's clear that all the secrets that can be written in a source code, like, I don't know, a a password to access to a database, MongoDB, for example, there is no standard. We cannot um, detect it using a regular expression. Even worse, if we write a regular expression looking for this non-structured password, it will generate a lot of what we call false positive. A false positive is an alert that is coming for something that is regular, someone that is writing, typing correctly um, a call to a function in order to authenticate using a secure password. So, at that time, when we did the first study, we estimated to 80% this rate of false positive. So, for example, if we pick up any other tool that is uh, doing secret detection, we run it on any open source project, we will get 80% of uh, false positive related to secret detection. And when we talk about projects with millions and zillions of lines of code, it become quickly unmanageable. This is why with our password model, thanks to our password model, we reduced this to only 8% of false positive. So it's a ratio of 10 and beside all these scans, we have also a difference that Credential Digger is able to scan in the history uh, of the project. So sometimes we have um, open source projects that are clean, that are not containing any secret, but in the history, because GitHub and all the Git platforms are keeping the history, in the history, the beginning of the, of the development of this tool, there was some maybe... People, developers, interns who left a password, and credential digger is able to find this uh, history to look for the history and scan and alert for this.
0: So, where actually the vulnerability has been removed? Exactly. But as one in general says, the internet never forgets; uh, it's still there somewhere in the tracks. All right, I, and I think um, with the false positives, latest since the. Corona tests, everyone out there has uh, been thinking about uh, the relationship between false positives and actual recognition rate of the true positives. Uh, So, I think the the statistic uh, concept uh, behind there is way better known than it uh, used to be before that. Anyway, um, now everything that you have described you are running because of because also credential digger itself is an open source project right what's the advantage for such a security relevant tool
1: yeah it's um so why uh, we went open source in fact first of all we had three main motivation. At the beginning, it was my first attempt to go open source. The very first motivation was uh, resource management. When I I say resource, I'm talking about uh, our interns uh, that are uh, contributing to our projects. And then after six months, they are leaving SAP for other opportunities, or some of them are staying at SAP, but going to other teams. And um, we thought that it was the best option to keep them in the loop. So there are many of them were super interested about the project they wanted to contribute and it was very hard for them especially if they leave sap uh, to uh, still contribute to the project so open sourcing it make it very easy to retain these talents even if they left sap Very first motivation. Then the second thing was uh, the complexity. Sometimes we are doing innovation. We are creating tools. We are creating new proof of concepts, uh, prototypes. And sometimes it's very hard to run this prototype on the customer side because it's not yet a product, a prototype is far from being a product, especially at the beginning. And making it open source will facilitate a lot of things, especially in the uh, customer adoption, customer uh, visibility also, because we can talk about it because it's open source. We can share our test cases with anybody that is interested in this. So there was a very good motivation to go open source. And uh, by the way, we had a lot of, I would say, feedback from the open source community. And I would say the obvious reason is that our main target is GitHub. GitHub is the very first platform to host open source projects. So for us, it was supernatural to make it open source, to make it available to this open source community in order to secure
0: their code. Okay, so now it is itself open-source and it mainly deals with uh, the main open-source platform, GitHub. Uh, Does that mean it's on any of the recommended lists, uh, or like in the open-source world, or uh, are there any very prominent success stories? Yeah. So when we launched the open
1: source version of the scanner, first of all, we had, I would say, a success on the um, pen tester community. For example, Integrity, that is a company doing some pen tests, some bug bounty, discovered the tool and started advertising about this. For example, we were put as a tool of the week. Uh, a few years ago, but just a few months after the the publication. Uh, And then we were um, more and more uh, known from the community, uh, from the security community, the software development community. And uh, so at some point of time, uh, beginning of uh, this year, um, Credential Digger was recommended by GitLab security, but also the uh, GitHub static analysis tool that is an organization from GitHub that is listing the, I would say, the most recommended tools per development language. And then very recently uh, we were referenced by uh, the NIST source code security analyzers list uh, as uh, one of the secret scanner that can be used in order to secure your source code and avoid leaking secrets. All right. Would you happen to know what NIST stands for? So... Uh, NIST is the National Security Organization from the US. So, it is a governmental uh, organization that is writing standards, cybersecurity standards that should be applied by the the US government, uh, the US institutions, the US departments of security.
0: Nice. That is a pretty prominent mention there. Let's maybe come to a Critical point here after the successes and the appearances on lists, especially as Credential Digger is run as an open source tool, how do you ensure it's only used in a defensive way? So, first of all, Credential Digger was designed to be
1: used as a preventive tool. This means that we need to know which uh, projects uh, that we need to scan from the beginning. So the idea is really to be used by developers to protect their source code. Of course, the natural way of executing uh, scans uh, is limiting, um, for example, an offensive uh, person uh, to run blind scans uh and uh of course it we, we designed it as any uh, traditional or basic vulnerability code scanner like uh, other well-known scanners looking for vulnerabilities we are looking for secrets now there are some ways to make it some offensive but uh, we don't cover these ways and the way how we are Making it open source makes the task very hard for an attacker to run it in an offensive mode. But of course, any security tool, any defensive security tool with some hacks, tricks could be used as offensive tool. But we limited this risk uh, to the maximum.
0: Yeah, and I think in the end it's also the bad guys have such tools and use such tools anyway, right? Exactly. So then why leave it to the bad guys and then rather uh, deploy the same mechanisms that they use to spy out passwords to find them uh, before them and take them out of the hard coded code and everything, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Okay, I see. I get the point. Let's go to the famous last two questions. Uh, Then the famous before last question is, uh, where would you send people if they want to find out even more about Credential Digger or even Contribute?
1: So, um, very easy. Uh, We are on github.com. We are in the official SAP uh, open source organization. So, on github.com slash SAP Credential Digger, you will find the code. You will find all the documentation, the videos, and the way how you can contribute. And if you want to contribute to this uh, project, you will get a free T-shirt with a Credential Digger logo.
0: Wow! All right, is that like this miner or something on there? Exactly. That is <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the old digger uh, imagery is is really from from mining in the 1900s. Eh? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's, it's I'm fan of basketball NBA and and then uh, there is the Denver Nuggets ah. and I, I the thing is very similar to their logo that was a surprise for me.
0: All right. I was directly thinking of that because my original line of study is actually geology, so I can Ah, totally relate to that as well. (laughs) But let's not get diverted all too much. Uh, Last one is always, if there are three short things, key takeaways you want everyone to remember from this, what would they be?
1: Okay, so first of all, in fact, attackers are lazy people. Lazy people means that they will not spend a lot of efforts uh, in order to attack a system or an organization. The best uh, and easiest way to uh, access to a system is to get the the keys of the system. It's like for a person who is leaving uh, their key house in front of the door and, of course, the criminal will get the keys and try and access very easy to the house so keeping and writing hard coding secret in the source code is the easiest and the most used way for an attacker to get access to the system it happened very frequently uh, unfortunately uh, for diverse reasons especially for um, small companies, small organizations that are not applying um, the security standard. So, f- make efforts to not even write any secret uh, even for a prototype in your source code. And to be sure at 100%, it's very easy to run a scan. I don't uh, only talk about credential digger, any secret scan that are now automated, uh, very uh, few resource consuming, and it's part of the development pipeline. So for me, this is um, the most important thing because uh, leaving secrets is the best way uh, for an attacker to uh, access to all the systems and the result of leaving one password can be really devastating. We have many examples of big companies that leaked millions and millions of personal data of credit card numbers related to just one password left on GitHub.
0: Okay, so the main thing is lock your bikes, lock your houses, lock your cars, and don't put the keys on the front tire. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks for that one. Uh, Thank you very much, Slim, for being our guest today. It was nice to have you here. Thank you
1: for the invitation. I really appreciated talking with you and
0: sharing with you my experience. All right. Uh, And thank you for listening out there, everyone, to the Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss our next episode, published every last Wednesday of the month. You'll find us on OpenSAP and in all those places where you usually find your other podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the likes. Thanks again. And bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.